From Vintage City Church in Fort Collins, Colorado, it's the Vintage Podcast. That messed me up. So um, I came to uh, Northern Colorado 23 years ago. The Lord sent me here and, and uh, I was really stoked to come to Northern Colorado because we'd been, at one point in time in our lives, we drove 90 miles one way to go to church. We'd always had a desire in our heart to be fed the word and have a place where there's freedom. And, and uh, on that journey of, of, of my life, uh, 11 years in PAL, so that's 34 years, pretty good for a CFO to be able to put those two numbers together. Um, 34 years of uh, having several different pastors, but never the one that was in the desire of my heart. And in the 103rd Psalm, it says, He satisfies your desires with good things. And I think most of the time, He actually puts, if, if you're honest with Him and ask Him to, he'll, he'll put His desires in your heart and then satisfy those. They're alive. They just make everything worthwhile. And if you've never done that, I challenge you to do that. Say, God, Put your desires in my heart. And then just watch him satisfy those. Vintage. Specifically, vintage and Greg go hand in hand. It is, it is his vision and his heart. The Lord pouring it in him for this. His obedience. His sacrifice. His diligence. That has blessed all of us. It's a great blessing to have a church like this. And it's only the start. It's only the start. I want to talk about the Word of God today. Um, Greg, Greg uh, has, has talked about the covenant and what the, what the bread meant, his body. But uh, in, in uh, John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning. And it's intentional that he goes and uses the exact same words that Genesis starts out with. In the beginning. Because he's trying to set the stage of how powerful and magnificent Jesus is. In the beginning was the word. Logos. Two words used in the Greek. The word logos is a... The Greeks have some words that are just full of content and a lot of meaning. Logos is one of them. It means intelligent design, reason. It means communication means the ability to, to have all of this, uh, all of this, everything wrapped up into one concept, a communication of word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Those of you that got to hear Jay talk about how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when they said at the beginning, when they created the heavens, the earth, and the Father speaks forth the word, light be and light was. 
that word going out there with the help of the Holy Spirit, just boom. All of the electric, all the energy spectrum, it goes beyond just light and, the, and all the different colors. It's the whole energy spectrum. Light be and light was. And that light was the life of men. It's talking about Jesus going out and, and, and he was in the beginning, he is the beginning, and he is that magnificent word of God. When Jesus walked the earth, he was um, near the temple and the Pharisees and the Sadducees were there. And uh, they were having a, basically a little bit of an argument. And Jesus says to him, I know that you're the offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. That's logos. Uh, it was, that, was, that was the word that was used there, logos. Not specific rhema. They could, you know, that, but, but the logos, the, the intelligence, the reason. Here was, here was the word right in front of them. And they're not making any room for him. Matter of fact, they hate him. They hate him because their lifestyle was such that they used the law to put people down. They used them to make them conform. So what made them powerful? They liked their life. They liked their fancy things. And if they were going to accept him, they were going to have to change the way they looked at things. They tithed, dill and mint, little tiny things. They were very, very religious, very, very... The Pharisees were, had sex that they couldn't even go in the house of somebody that wasn't a Pharisee. Very segmented. They were so religious about it. But they missed the whole point, and that's what Jesus says. You're missing the whole point. You, you do this stuff, but you miss the weightier matters of the law of mercy and justice. So think about the irony of these people right in front of Jesus having no room for his word. And we want to do just the opposite. And that's what we are, and that's what we will be doing even more of, both individually and corporately, of finding a way, learning how to let the Word dwell in you richly. Let the Word do its thing in you, individually and as a body together, corporately, finding a way to make more room for the king. Now, he really doesn't need more room because the truth is the heavens can't contain him. Okay? The heavens can't contain him. So how much less than a little part of my heart? But that is the miracle. That is one of the dynamic, beautiful things that God is able to do that is beyond our imagination. I love the passage that Greg read here a little bit earlier out of Ephesians. I liked, I don't know what translation that was. It was a beautiful translation. It says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts. The word may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray being rooted and established in love. The word is compared to a seed in the parable of the sower and the seed. And it is a seed. When God created things in Genesis... He said, every seed will bear after its kind. Everything has seed somehow, some way. And everything reproduces after its kind. When Jesus spoke the word of into you and you said, yes, Jesus, be my Lord. He put an incorruptible seed in you that cannot be corrupted, that is predestined 
produce in you him. That we would grow up and be conformed into his image. That's a remarkable thing. That he would be the firstborn among many brethren. It's a remarkable thing. How do we steward? How do we, how do we take that word into our heart? How do we take it in such a way that, that we can participate with him in the growing of this space and making it more? Well, I know this, the first part is all the word has to come with humility. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And, and it's through that grace, and it's through that humbly accepting his word into us, that is the fertile soil that it needs. Humility is, 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 is like fertilizer on your heart. It, it just makes things grow. It's like miracle grow. Maybe that's a good word for it, miracle girl. I like that. So accepting the word in you, accepting his word. The beauty of the word is, is, is if I wish I, had, I wish I had about a thousand years. This is the word. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, a lion and a lamb. He is the first word and the last word. He is all of this. He's revealed in all of this. This is him. When, when you're looking at this, you're looking at him. When you're looking at him, you'll be seeing some of this. You can't get away from the two. The logos and the reasoning. And then the rhema. A specific word spoken just for you, making it alive. Because only the word of God is sharp enough to divide asunder between the soul and the spirit. The hardest thing for us to know, was that my spirit talking to me or was that my mind talking to me? The Word of God, sharp enough to help you discern that and understand that. And that's critical in life to have that. This Word is the foundation. It is, it is wisdom. It is, it is everything we need for life and godliness is in here. It is a rich store of salvation. It is everything we need. Jesus said one place, actually I want, I, want to, I, want to, I, want to, I want to jump to here, I want to jump to, I want to jump to, I want to contrast, I want to contrast two, two concepts and let you hear, the, hear, hear both of these. Psalms 10.4 says, in his pride the wicked man does not seek him, in all his thoughts there's no room for God. Contrast that with the righteous man that's Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or, take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. So, making room in our minds. Thoughts. The Word of God. It's able to demolish arguments and strongholds, attitudes and things in our mind. It's necessary to take thoughts captive. It's the only thing powerful enough to do that, to have our minds and our souls renewed, restored through the power of the word. That is what each and every one of us need on a regular, 
an ongoing basis. It's not like you get it all once. None of us have, certainly me. But it's necessary and it's powerful to do that. The Word of God is strong, it's sharp, it's effective, it's powerful. It does not return void. It accomplishes everything he sends it out to do. It is a seed that, is, that will produce righteousness, peace, and joy. And that's what we need to work on individually, is, is spending and creating that space, that time, that, nest, that, that time. I would, I, would, I, would, I would encourage each one of you to ask yourself, if I was to weigh the percentage of time I'm thinking on worldly things versus things of the Lord, how much space am I creating for him? What have I created there? It's not by far and away. If I just put guilt on you, I was nothing more than a Pharisee. It wasn't meant to come across any way, shape, or form like that. But the other side of that is a man that meditates on his law day and night is prosperous in everything he does. The Lord is anxious and desiring to have you prosperous and successful in everything you do. But you have to do it his way. You can't go to the Word and tell it what to do. You have to go to the Word and say, what do you want me to do? Jesus said one time to his, 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 his uh, disciples, I have a lot I would love to share with you, but I can't. You can't bear it. You're just not strong enough now. Just not strong enough. You're not ready. And, and that's the goal for all of us. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Grow in the Lord. Get stronger. So we can take more of him in, understand more of him. And then he can pour more and it just expounds. It is exponential. It's exponential. Jesus also said one place, <clears throat> I go to prepare. I better read it. I in my father's house, John 14, 2, in my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. Greg's told us in covenant when one party does something, the other party's obligated to be able to do the same thing. Jesus right now is preparing a place for each and every one of you. He's working on it. He's been working on it for a long time, I'm sure. Each and every person has their own unique place that is special, that is brilliant, that is going to be beyond your imagination. So if he's doing that there, what should we be willing to do for him here? And I propose to you that preparing a place for him in our hearts is like building a house. And if you just build one little room and that's the only place you let him in it, well, at least you've done that. But the truth is, is that his fragrance and his goodness is so good, you ought to break down all the walls and just have one place. Or let him at least have the run of the house. Everything you can in your heart and your mind. Open up. Allow him to come into that. Allow him to rearrange that. Allow him to, 
to 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 sanctify and make that place holy and beautiful. And I had this vision, I think I shared it the last time I spoke, where I was walking through this mansion and it was in the framing stage and the contractor was back behind me and I come in and it's huge and I'm just, wow, it's pretty cool. And I come up to this one place where the bathroom was going to be and I start complaining about where it's at and the size of it and it's just some nonsense. And I turned around and I looked and then the revelation came to me, oh, that's the Lord. And he's the contractor. And oh, by the way, I wasn't paying for any of this house. He was giving it to me. And, and the lesson for me was that he was my builder and I shouldn't complain how he's building me. And I shouldn't complain about the timeline that he's building me. I should allow him to be the author and the finisher of my faith. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little continue growing. Let him do his work. I think if we cooperate, we can maybe get that house sooner or later. <laughs> but the truth is, we're probably never done. I think it goes eternally. I think this is an eternal concept that'll probably go on for ages to come. In the same way that he's building in each one of us, he's building in this body right here. A place that's trying to make room for God. Trying to make room for God, where the logos and the rhema are common. Where we we have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to perceive and understand what God's about to do and doing. I am so excited for vintage. The very first time that um, I went to a vintage place, Greg said, uh, you know, we, we probably had 30 or 40 people, and he says, you know, we're not into really growing. We're into doing what God says, and this place is going to be a house of prayer. And... Uh, it couldn't have been any more music to my ears because I'd been praying for that concept for over 20 years. That there would be a place that was a house of prayer where his, his word and his spirit had total freedom to do whatever. He was Lord. It was his house. But a house of prayer is actually cutting off the scripture. Because it says my house will be a house of prayer for all the nations. And while it's beautiful and it's, and it's his way, he cannot help but do it when we're here is to bless us and to encourage us, to heal us, to make us stronger. Just to love on us, being ro deeply rooted in his love. It's not all about us. Because his heartbeat is all saved none lost. All saved, none lost. All saved, none lost. All saved, none lost. He is, it's too small a thing for him to save a nation. He wants them all. And what he's planning and what he's doing is for a people that will make room for him. That will in, be intentional about making room for him. And open heavens where there is a place where the Word of God is so fresh and so free that ears hear. We're talking spiritually. I see. Having revelation of seeing Him. Actually seeing Him. If you're not getting a revelation of Jesus Christ, I challenge you to ask for it. Say, Lord, I want to see you. He promised to manifest, show Himself to those who love Him.
That's different. There's all kinds of ways for him to manifest himself. He, he'll be doing it the rest of your life. He'll be manifesting himself to you. You just need eyes to see and ears to hear, and he will show you. And I don't know if you're like me, it will endear you more to him than ever. And that's what God is doing here. That's what God's doing in this region. And, and it is on an exponential growth. Um, it's been a privilege to be part of this. And uh, it's probably one of the hardest things for me. I, I, I never thought God would ask me to leave this. I just didn't dream it. Um, I can say to it this way. I'm really not leaving. Um, I'm going to come back and visit. My heart is here. My roots are here. My prayers are here. My vision is here. So is the Lord's. It's, it's one and the same because I only got it from him. And I'm excited to see the podcast. I'm going to be listening to every one of them. Good news is that the praise and worship is going to be on video one of these days. I'm going to participate that way. Um, so I'm not leaving. But uh, I would like to pray before I leave. So Father, I just come before you and I thank you for deeply rooting these people in your love so that they can know you more. They can know your logos, your rhema. They can see you. They can be part of you. They can just grow with you. And I just know that your word is sent out to bring relief to your people, to break yokes, to set them free. I speak freedom to these people. I speak health to these people. And Father, I thank you that it is your face that shines on them. Your face is gracious to them and grants them shalom, both now and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more great content, please visit us on the web at VintageCityChurch.com.